is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. Good afternoon all across the great state of Michigan, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening to us all across the Great Lakes state, and of course, worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. We welcome you here to the huge show. That's Brett Hayes. I am Anthony Bellino filling in for the huge one. So great to be with you on an afternoon here on the Michigan Sports Network. As always, visit michigansportsnetwork.com. I host the mornings, X's and Bros, with my cohorts, Danny Cahalan and Ryan Elke from 6 to 9 across Michigan and here in this afternoon from 3 until 6 on your commute back home. That's Brett Hayes. You can find him on Twitter at the Brett Hayes H-A-Z-E on Twitter. As I mentioned, I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. So great to have you with us. We want to hear from you. Text the keyword HUGE to 21000. That's HUGE, H-U-G-E, to 21000 to share your thoughts on anything that we might have going on on the program today. Of course, we always want to hear uh, from the listeners. we got an action-packed show uh, today to discuss a whole myriad of different topics. Dan Hasty will join us uh, on the Tigers. We'll be talking to Scoop. Scoop Jackson will join us on the National Basketball Association and the playoffs. Ryan Hanna from the Wing Wheel Podcast on the fact that the, well, the Red Wings just cannot get any lottery luck whatsoever uh, so we'll get into all of those different topics plus a myriad of other things as well but let me first touch base uh, with my guy Brett Hayes in the studio Brett long time no talk Brett just told me he played 81 holes from like Wednesday to Sunday last week I- I'm just trying to figure out how did you get all that time off well it's just two days and uh, Zane filled in for me, so that was very nice of him. But yeah, it was a lot, a lot of golf. I was feeling pretty tired the the past couple of days, but yeah, feeling pretty good now. Wow, it's it's great, man. How'd you play? Did you hit them all right? Um, I hit them all right. I drank a lot of beer, so I had hey. fun. I'll say that. And you had a you had a great time. Well, that's yeah. great, uh, man. It is. I, I've been playing uh, a lot of four rounds in the last uh, you know five or six days, so I am working extra extra remote. Brett Hayes is in the ninety six to one uh, ninety six one the game studios, our flagship there uh, in West Michigan. I am super remote, way way south. Just you know, just had to had to step out, get away for a little bit, but uh, but brought all my equipment so that I can continue uh, you know continue to do the job, man. It, it's it, you know it's nonstop. You know you know what it is. We're like coal miners out here. Uh, the Mercantile Bank listener line one eight six six. 
866-838-HUGE. 1-866-838-4843 is how you can dial us there. And, of course, hit, hit us up on Twitter as well, at Huge Show. Uh, and for me directly, at A.C. Bellino. That's B-E-L-L-I-N-O. All right, I want to start first with this uh, this this story. And, and by the way, the Tigers tonight, 6-10 first pitch, taking on the Guardians. We'll start there. Big win last night, 6-2 over the Gardos. We love to see it for the Detroit Tigers, who, by the way, in case you haven't noticed, one of the hottest teams in baseball, right? They swept that series against the Mets in three games. They beat the Cardinals in their series two games to one outside of that 12-6 loss the other day. And then 6-2 uh, last night, winner, winner, chicken dinner. They're feeling good. 16-18, and 18, only two games back of 500 are the Detroit Tigers. Only two and a half games back for the lead in the AL Central. Who would have thought? Round of applause. The studio audience, they love the Tigers right now. I had them pin for 100 losses. I'm not going to lie. That's what I was like. Look, I'm not, I, I don't even know what to think about this season. The injuries, you know, the, the beginning of the season, and then the, the, the pulling of Javier Baez in Toronto. And wow, the changes that have been made there. There are only three teams in Major League Baseball. Just three. The Tampa Bay Rays, the Boston Red Sox, and the L.A. Dodgers who are hotter right now than the Detroit Tigers in their last 10 games. All three of those teams are 8-2 and two in their last 10. The Detroit Tigers are 7-3. and three. So how about that? Good for them. More on the Tigers coming up with Dan Hasty. But I want to start here with this story because it came out yesterday. The audio was posted online. West Virginia coach Bob Huggins, uh, career now very much weighing in the balance. And uh, you might be asking why if you haven't heard this story. He was on a Cincinnati radio program, and the former UC Bearcats coach was talking about Xavier. And uh, he said this word, uh, not, not accidentally, but used it very, very intentionally and did it twice. He referred to Xavier fans as Catholic and then used the uh, homophobic slur um, that begins with F, is what he said. Now, he said it, said it again. Myself... As a uh, as a Catholic coming up in, in two different uh, churches, I'm one of those people that went went to two sides, Roman Catholic and then Serbian Orthodox. I listen to the audio, and I am part of that group. the The large majority of folks that are out there in the in the real world that aren't just sucked into Twitter and social media. I'm not excusing his language, but I'm a part of the the actual majority here that says, ah, you know. I don't not really do anything for me. Didn't hurt my feelings. I listened to it. What I did say to myself was, hmm, what if we replace Catholic with something else for comparison's sake? Right? What if we took out Catholic and, you know, use one of the other major religions? What if we threw in Muslim or Jewish? Or what if we went, you know, Buddhist or Hindu? How would that be received? Would we be having any sort of questioning as to what happens next. What's very interesting about this is that Bob Huggins actually had Tom Brenneman to West Virginia's campus to speak to the team. And and Huggy actually tweeted this back on November 21st of 2020. If you remember Tom Brenneman uh, was caught uh, while he believed that they were in break, hot mics always, right? Believed that they were in break during a broadcast and had referred to San Francisco as a city of same same word that Huggins used. And 
that's where all the memes came out and all the jokes on Twitter. There's a drive by Castellanos, you know, because he was in the middle of the broadcast. He was trying to apologize. He was not even able to finish the broadcast. And that was that. The Oakland A's broadcaster, Glenn, I think it's Cooper or Cooper. Not really sure. My apologies. K-U-I-P-E-R is how he spells his last name. Don't know who he is. He's been suspended after uttering a racial slur while describing a trip to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. He did not say Negro Leagues. He said another N-word in terms of the museum, and it just rolled right off the tongue. Didn't even realize that he said it. His broadcast partner was sitting there like, yep, just shook his head. Yeah, okay. Maybe he said it. Maybe he didn't say it. Maybe I'm hearing things. I don't know. Right? Well, the Oakland A's, they have suspended him indefinitely. I can't imagine, especially with everything they have going on in Oakland, I can't imagine that he will be back in business in the broadcast world. Now, as somebody who's in broadcasting, right, and Brett Hayes producing today's show, if I were to say something by accident that were to slip out, there is a button. Brett, do you have one of those buttons there? We like to call them the dump button. Do you have a dump button over there? I do, yeah. You have a dump button. And so for this to actually be aired on Cincinnati radio and for him not only to say the word once, but twice with Catholics in between. Like, are you kidding? Like where who's producing the show? Where was the dump button? From a broadcast standpoint, where was that at? I mean, you know, on the morning show, we actually had to we had to dole out a two week suspension to a listener, which we had to use the dump button twice during his phone calls because, hey, we, we got we to clean it up a little bit. His suspension, I believe, is over uh, on Friday. And so, you know, it's, a, hey, it's just one of those things. Like, look, you, you make us use the button. Once is okay, but you do it more than once. And, you know, now we, now we got we to we suspend you. And I hope to have the individual back. I hope he continues to call in. I hope he's still listening to the show after serving his suspension, right? And it's kind of fun. It's fun for the listeners to play along with. But this right here, what is Huggy? What are they going to do with Bob Huggins? Now, he did release an apology in which he said, during the conversation, I used a completely insensitive and aberrant phrase that there is simply no excuse for. And I will try to make one. I deeply apologize to the individual I have offended. As I've shared with my players over 40 years of coaching, there are consequences for our words and our actions, and I will fully accept any coming my way. I am ashamed and embarrassed and heartbroken for those I have hurt. I must do better, and I will. Okay. Um, all right. I mean, that's kind of what we expect to hear during this. Will he be suspended, though? Question mark. Will he be terminated, fired with cause? Question mark. Or because he is an icon. Uh, especially at West Virginia, will they allow him to continue his head coaching career that dates all the way back to 1980 and features more wins at the Division One level than any other coach in history, not named Mike Krzyzewski or Jim Beheim. I don't know. It's reasonable to assume that cancel culture might hop on the wagon and call it quits for Bob Huggins. But as someone in which he is basically referring to, which would be me because of, you know, how I uh, was raised in my religion, I personally couldn't care less what he says. And maybe, just maybe, some food for thought here. Maybe I am in the majority of people that don't get lost on the Internet, that aren't worried about every other thing being offensive, that don't want to cancel every other single person 
for just saying whatever. Because, look, it's directed at me, and it doesn't bother me. Now, if he said it about somebody else, all I'm asking for is consistency. And if that religion was different, what would be the reaction in the response today from the national media? Would they be covering the story with the same zest as if it wasn't Catholic and if it was somebody else? That's my biggest question. We're going to step aside. I have some questions for Dan Hasty regarding the Tigers, one of the hottest teams in baseball. We'll talk to him next on the Mercantile. Roast Umber. Guest line. We're going to get to all of it. Mercantile Bank. Listener line is how you call us. 1-866-838-HUGE. 1-866-838-HUGE. Hit us up on the Mercantile Bank listener line. And Dan Hasty will join us next here on the HUGE Show on the Michigan Sports Network. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm-direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. Godsmack, live and in your face. Friday, May 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino, plus Bad Wolves. And same show, same night, Bullet for My Valentine. Tickets start at $28 on sale now at the Soaring Eagle box office or etix.com. Party hard, rock harder. Godsmack, May 26th, part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids, and now they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. Now, Dorn Mayhew is an east side firm. Now you get the west side of Michigan with Bean Carter, and whether you're a small business or big business, they can handle all of your accounting and business needs at Bean Carter. Just go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I mentioned with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew, they cover all of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast to coast. Find out how the pros at Bean Garter can help your business today. Go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I know Tom Rosenbach and his team are so happy about their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police reminds us that when it comes to child abuse prevention, we can always make a difference. And we can do that starting now. Be kind and be strong for the kids who need our help. Be mindful of how much every child matters. Create a safe, loving environment for all children. Today, tomorrow, and every single day, we can light the way for a child who needs us. And we can do that starting now. Attention hockey parents, the Meyer State Games of Michigan is holding tryouts for their Summer Games Hockey Tournament. Use coupon code HUGESHOW for 10% off registration when you go to stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash hockey. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. 
to the huge show broadcasting across the state of Michigan. Great to be with you. I'm Anthony Bellino filling into the big chair today for the huge one. That's Brett Hayes joining us on the horn right now covering the Detroit Tigers. A good buddy, Dan Hasty. Studio audience, they love him too. Dan the man, what's going on, brother? How are you? How's life? How are things? What's up, baby? Just getting ready oh, for a you know. over in West Michigan. You're getting ready for a ball game. You're spending time with me, oh, with all of us. I appreciate that. Find Dan on Twitter, by the way, at that Dan Hasty. He made uh, he made he's an internet sensation. And I don't know if Bill has asked you about this, so I figured I would ask you about this today when I got you on the horn. Your uh, you and your crew decided to do a Masters theme during the Masters uh, for uh, for for one batter. I thought it was simply sensational. Were you surprised at the reaction from the people? Oh, stunned. I mean, the Internet is a, is a weird place. We all know that. But I just think being able to, to see what that did, I mean, we, we've done things like that for years in our broadcast booth, years. But the difference is, is never got put out on social media. <laughs> and on top of that, the, the Masters were going on that weekend. So, you know, all things considered, I, I think, and, you know, you understand this a lot. I think a lot of us in the media business do. There's a lot of reasons you can go viral. Many of them are not good. So it's really nice to be able to be an exception to that. I literally uh, opened up today's show talking about uh, one of the reasons, uh, you know, on, on how a broadcast goes viral in relation to the Bob Huggins uh, situation taking place now in West Virginia and what to do there. So, yeah, there's plenty of reasons uh, why you don't want to be viral. But yours was a great story, Dan. And I just uh, I. I loved every second of it. I was like, man, I wish they'd just do the whole game like this. Like, why not? Like, let's just have a good time. The the Detroit Tigers are one of the hottest teams in baseball. The Tampa Bay Rays, the Boston Red Sox, and the Los Angeles Dodgers are the only three teams that have a better record over their last ten games than the Detroit Tigers. They've actually crawled within two and a half games of the lead in the AL Central and just two games back of 500 uh, going into the game, uh, game number two against the Cleveland Guardians. What do you attribute their, you know, I guess maybe surprise success to? Well, I think it starts with, with pitching. I think Chris Setter, I mean, and we've seen this in the years leading up to this year. The one strategical advantage that the Tigers have had, and there have not been many, it's pitching management. It's bullpen management. I mean, Chris Fetter was, Fetter was getting, you know, he was, he was making lemonade for, for a while out of that situation. And you can make the argument that he has even less to work with now than he's had since he's been here. I mean, gone is Joe Jimenez, gone is Greg Soto. And now all of a sudden, Andrew Chapin, to name a few. But now he's continuing to find a way to develop. And it's that same development that just hadn't been happening in the minor league system for enough time during the era, But it's happening now, ironically, at the big league level. Some guys who I don't think we expected. I mean, Alex Lang, that guy's an all-star right now. I mean, he's literally going to probably be 
the Detroit Tigers all-star representative based on what he's done so far this year. It'll be very interesting to see how things play out. But not only that, but you've got Eduardo Rodriguez playing well. There's a chance that he probably opts out. I don't know if we want that at the moment, but Javier Baez. I mean, say what you will about Javier Baez, but that guy also has an opt-out after this season. And I know that Tigers fans probably can't process the idea of him utilizing that option, but don't think it's the craziest thing considering what he's doing. He's well in a far and away the Detroit Tigers war wins above replacement leader. So talking about those guys, I mean, they, they've gotten a lot out of the group that they have. And you look at teams like the New York Mets with their huge bloated payrolls and then you've got the Tigers who have Miguel Cabrera and uh, people like, you know, working for wages like you and me. I mean, essentially, I mean, they're having a very similar, not the same record. So it's pretty satisfying seeing what they've been able to do the last three weeks. You mentioned Javier Baez, and when he got pulled from that game in Toronto, you know, we're talking about it on, on the morning show about how, like, could this be the turning point? Let's let, let's circle, you know, this game in which Javi gets yanked by AJ Hinch, who is furious but doesn't show uh, just doesn't show an inkling of emotion, right? Just staring dead into space, just like, oh, what's wrong here? Pulls Javi to the side, takes him down in the tunnel. Javier comes out into the dugout, grabs his stuff, leaves the game. We're like, okay, they still won that game against Toronto. We're gonna circle that date we'll remember it just in case looking back at that now it almost i know it's i know it's a young season i know that we're you know just barely over 30 games played but it does kind of feel like that was one of those moments he has been incredibly uh improved since that moment javier Baez individually and the team as a whole is that a turning point for you you know what i think the thing is that's really easy to forget is that Javier Baez was one of the better shortstops in Major League Baseball before he got to Detroit. Now, it's not to say that he's no longer one of those. I still think he very much is. But we all saw what happened last year. He didn't play like that. Now, that being said, after the All-Star break, we should go look because the numbers Javier Baez put up were very much on par, if not as good or better, as what he had typically done in a normal half of his big league career. So if we go back to about August 1 and look at what Javi Baez has done since that time, look, he's frustrating. He is a hard watch on some days. I mean, where I don't think he's ever going to chase that slider down and away with two strikes. But the things that he can do for you should far outweigh some of the flaws that he has. And when you shake everything out at the course of the end of the season, it's not going to surprise me in the slightest if we look at the Tigers' war leader is Javier Baez. I mean, he's just – he's a catalyst. And I will say, I think he's having fun playing the game right now, which I don't think it's been very fun for him the last year and change. So to see him make that turn, I think is probably one of the reasons that the Tigers have made the turn as well. Alex Fiedo got the start on a Sunday series finale against St. Louis. The Tigers option their veteran starter Spencer Turnbull down to a AAA Toledo. In seven starts, Turnbull's one and four with a 726 ERA. Struck out 24, he's walked 15 in 31 innings of action. He did start on Saturday, allowed five runs in four and two-thirds innings. Struck out six, walked one, got a season-high 11 swinging strikes. What do you make of the move of Turnbull getting sent down? 
You know, I feel bad for him first and foremost. I mean, he's somebody that uh, I had the pleasure of watching really kind of come into his own as a pro in West Michigan. That, that was at that time the low affiliate for the Tigers. But, you know, seeing, you know, the career arc for him where you go from kind of relative unknown to having probably the hottest two-and-a-half-month stretch in Major League Baseball that includes throwing a no-hitter, to Tommy John surgery, to now. I mean, it's it's so funny because he's like the most mild-mannered guy you'd ever meet. So the fact that his career is just a straight-up roller coaster, it's probably good that he's wired the way that he is. But, you know, in terms of him needing to get sent down, I mean, look, I think he has a profile for a successful major league pitcher. Do I think it's as a starter? I'm not sure. Maybe he's a reliever long-term when he comes back. I think – his stuff has a tendency to play up in short spurts. And they've been talking about Turnbull as a reliever since literally the day he was drafted. So maybe that's the move. Maybe that's the pivot that the Tigers can make. But look, I mean, Tommy John is really hard to come back from. And you've got to work up your stamina. Some guys get it back. Maybe some guys don't. And if he doesn't get it back, that's okay, too, because he can throw an inning. He can throw two innings. And he can be very effective. I mean, look at the career arc of Michael Fulmer. I mean, he was a starting pitcher, and now what is he doing? He's in the bullpen, and he's been there for years now. He's been doing it effectively. So you can make that transition. I don't think it's a, a permanent demotion by any stretch. I think they just kind of had a numbers game situation come up. They decided to send him down, allow him to continue to rehab at the AAA level. But I don't think it'll be long until he's back up in Detroit. Well, that's a uh, and maybe some some good news there. And if there is a little bit of a transition, like you said, maybe he goes into uh, more of a reliever role versus a starter. Uh, they could still maximize what he has in the tank. That would be great to see. Uh, I, I think. I think that that that's a uh, you know, that's really sort of a, a move there where you might have some you know some unexpected value coming out of the bullpen, especially if he is comfortable in that role and accepts that role. Because I feel like from from a starter to reliever. I feel like there's a little bit, not only a transition from a physical athletic standpoint, but also a transition from a mental approach and your role and how you see yourself and how other teams and in your team, your franchise kind of see you. Well, and think about the strategical advantage, too. I mean, let's say his stuff does play up, but now all of a sudden this bullpen that has actually looked fairly good now all of a sudden has not just another arm that can add to that, but one of the things that's a really valuable commodity in baseball right now is a multi-inning reliever, somebody that can go and throw you an inning in two-thirds or two and a third and just kind of gobble up some of those mid-to-late innings that your starter's not doing well. And Look, I mean, if you're going to throw Spencer Turnbull, a guy with a no-hitter on his resume, as a fireman of sorts, and I don't know if it'll ever come to quite that, but he certainly has enough in the tank to become something like that. So, look, I mean, th- this is a team that I don't know how competitive, at least in terms of like a postseason berth that they're going to be, but at least we're having that conversation. And isn't that refreshing? It just feels like we haven't had that in a long, long time. Postseason, uh, Dan Hasty. I had this team, you know, before the season started. I was like, this group's going to lose a hundred games. I was trying to, I was trying to prepare Tigers fans for the worst, and they're out here. They're damn near five hundred. 
And they look better than a lot of other teams. I mean, they probably look better than anybody in their division right now. And the only reason that I think it's acceptable to even entertain the thought is because the AL Central is just brutal, right? Ooh, I mean, man, I don't know if the White Sox are going to figure this out. I don't know if the Twins are going to figure it out. I see the Cleveland Guardians. That's the team, obviously, that you're really going to be fighting with. Yes, so it's going to come. If, if all goes in the best-case scenario, you're fighting with Cleveland this whole summer. And, I mean, we just saw what they did last night, and they've already won a series against Cleveland. So, so far, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to at least give you hope. And I was sick and tired of hope running out at the end of spring training. So it's kind of fun that we're talking about this in mid-May. Well, you know, they say hope is the most dangerous thing a prisoner can have. I, mean, I don't know where that came from. If that was Shawshank Redemption or where that came from. But uh, it, it's a slippery slope. We start talking about uh, that word hope. All right, another name that has come up. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on Eduardo Rodriguez, who has been the ace of the staff. People are coming after me. I'm like, yo, this guy's the best pitcher we got. His ERA is at 181. He's got 39 strikeouts. His whip is 0.78. Like, come on. His record might be 3-2, and two, but this guy is wheeling and dealing, folks. You got to show Eduardo some uh, Rodriguez some love, uh, but for whatever reason, people are like, "Oh, we got a good pitcher. Let's trade him away." I got to ask you, what would be your strategy with Eduardo moving forward, looking towards the deadline, and then looking forward towards twenty twenty four with the way that he has pitched thus far? Well, I mean, if he's making himself a commodity, I mean, that's something you've always got to listen. I mean, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays have shown that you can't be scared to trade a player at his peak value. So, you know, you look at a guy like Eduardo and, you know, here's the truth. Like, you know, you mentioned the record and people kind of poo-pooing the record. It's like, who cares about a record? I mean, talk about the most antiquated stat in baseball as we have it. Like, who cares about wins and losses? Like, do you get battered out? Do you strike guys out? What's your K for nine rate? Like, are, are you are, are you dominant when you're on the mound? I've seen a lot of bad pitchers get wins. <laughs> I, I, I don't see a lot of bad pitchers post walks plus hits per inning under one. Like, that's Eduardo Rodriguez right now. So his record doesn't matter. What he's done is he's excelled at all the important metrics. And truth be told, like, there's a lot of teams that are going to be paying attention to a lot of those numbers. And you also throw in the fact that he's a lefty. So now you have something that's a little bit more of a commodity on top of that. You have the chance to have him for the rest of the season. There's an opt-out that's possibly at play, so maybe you don't have to commit to him long-term, or maybe you want to commit to him. You have a little flexibility there. So, look, if you're really about team building, and I think this was one of the moves that you know Scott Harris coming here utilizes, or at least opens the possibility of, you have to be open-minded. You have to listen. I mean, there's a real chance that this time next year, Eduardo Rodriguez and Javier Baez are no longer on this baseball team. So as much as you want to keep the core together, the truth is, is that the core can walk out that door if it wants to. So you have to at least find a way to get something for what you have. Make sure you don't take too big of a hit long-term. I like what Eduardo Rodriguez has done. I like what Javier Baez has done. I don't get that frustrated watching by it like I know a lot of people do. But look, I mean, that's just team building at its finest. And that's what you brought in Scott Harris to do. Well, you know, uh, that was that was really something, Dan. Uh, when you mentioned Javier Baez and Eduardo Rodriguez might not be a part of this team, 
long term, that is, uh, yeah, I mean, you raise a very good point there. You factor in the contracts, factor what the value is, make yourself a commodity. I always just, you know, the whole the whole sell high, buy low deal, like I, I get real nervous, Dan. I get real nervous about selling selling when, you know, guys maximizing his, uh, you know, the, the lucrativeness, if you will, of, of his bean. Uh, you know, because every time we do that, we get a bunch of prospects from Baseball America that are ranked, oh, this guy, and then boom, what do they turn into? You know, that's what, that's what concerns me, Dan. So can I tell you, so I don't think it's the personnel in more cases than not. That is subpar. Like, for example, the, the return that Justin Verlander got, because that's the one that we all like to point to, right? Or the return that J.D. Martinez got. I really do believe that it comes down to two things. How hard does a player work? And number two, how effective is that major league team's player development? And the truth is mm. that... The Tigers have lacked in that area over a number of years. Now, about a year ago, when they brought in the current group that they have, Ryan Garco and a lot of new faces, they started to take a lot of these highly thought-of prospects, the Parker Meadows of the world, if you will, and they changed them from being someone who was lost, someone who could not figure it out. And all of a sudden, the light bulb just started coming on for not just medals, but for a number of minor players, prospects. We called it like the prospect resuscitation portal because there were so many guys that were totally down and out that the Tigers brought back to life last year. And now it gives you a little bit of a track record to say, okay, now there looks like there's an effective plan in place to develop these guys. I think if you take the, a minor league prospect off of a bad major league player development system, you put them on a good one like a Tampa Bay Rays, and they will produce. They will show results because that team's player development is effective. So I'm very, very encouraged by what they've done the past year and change, and I'm really excited to see where that goes. Oh, Dan Hasty, he could, I mean, this guy could sell me a popsicle right now in the middle of January. I'm, I'm all in, Dan. That's Find him on Twitter, that Dan Hasty. He's got to run. He's got a ball game to call. Dan, my friend, as always, I appreciate the time. Continued success to you, my friend. Thanks for always making time for us, man. We greatly appreciate you. Anything for you, Abby. You got it. What a guy. Uh, big thanks to Dan Hasty for joining us on the Roast Umber guest line. Was that, was that better, Brett? Was that a better delivery of the Spot Roast Umber on. guest line? Wow. That's, a, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Dan Hasty just selling it, and I'm buying. My goodness. I mean, how many times do you, can you just listen to somebody and go, okay, all right, yeah, that's a, that does raise a good point there. There's another good point. That's a good point. Sheesh. Boy, you love to... Uh, you love to hear it. If you're a Tigers fan, that, that is exactly, exactly what you want to hear. We are going to step aside. We'll be back with more of the huge show after this here on the Michigan Sports Network. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Bill Simonson with my good friend Greg Harris back inside the leadership locker room. Greg's new book is out called Sage Advice. Now, we've all had good decisions and bad decisions in our lives, Greg, and you address this in Sage Advice. Some of the stories are very fun and some of the stories are a little embarrassing, but I think I could probably admit and maybe other leaders too, when we get advice, what do we do with it? I could probably write a book on good decisions I made from advice I received. 
I could write a trilogy on mistakes I made not heeding that advice. So the sage advice is heed the advice and don't always step out on your own. Uh, you can read sage advice and get the book that was penned by Greg Harris at MaximizeLeadership.com or call toll-free 1-888-308-1600. At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact a real difference and we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank we're a partner here to support what matters most come grow with us visit MerkBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together mercantile bank member fdic equal opportunity employer Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. The 1-2. Right side. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. Drive for a cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together to experience a unique trip across the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. Mini on the Mac also raises vital funds for biomedical research at Van Andel Institute in Grand Rapids. Not only will you have a great time, but you'll also be supporting a great cause. Register now at MiniOnTheMac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's MiniOnTheMac.com. Register today. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. That's Brett Hayes. I'm Anthony Bellino filling in for the huge one. Great to be with you no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening this afternoon all across the great state of Michigan and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Just search for our flagship station, 96.1 The Game on the iHeartRadio app. Free to use, free to download. Yep, just go to the uh, just go to the App Store, Google Play, iHeartRadio is what you search for. And then once you download it, just search for 96.1 The Game, our home base, headquarters, flagship there in Grand Rapids. Find Brett on Twitter at the Brett Hayes H A Z E. You can find me on Twitter at A C Bellino. You text the keyword huge. That's H U G E to twenty one thousand. Huge to two one zero zero zero. Send us any of your thoughts on any of our topics uh, this afternoon. And of course, you can always hit us up on the Mercantile Bank listener line one eight six six eight three eight huge one eight six six eight three eight four eight four three. All right, let's dive into what took place uh, last night. In the NBA playoffs, my goodness, two good games uh, last night. We've got two more good ones for you tonight. By the way, on the docket this evening at seven thirty, you get the Sixers and the Celtics. Game one for the TNT double dip. That series tied to two games apiece. Then shifting back over to Denver for the Nuggets hosting the Suns. Ten o'clock, 
on TNT. Now, Nikola Jokic was fined $25,000 for the kerfluffle that took place between he and the Phoenix Suns' new owner, Matt Ishbia. Here is what I don't understand about this. And Ishbia did the right thing. He took to Twitter after the incident, took to Twitter yesterday, saying, quote, great win for the Suns last night in an amazing series so far. That should be and is the only story. Suspending or finding anyone over last night's incident would not be right. I have a lot of respect for Jokic, and I don't want to see anything like that. Excited for Game 5. Go Suns! But Jokic was fined Monday $25,000 for uh, what is described in one article as a slight push. Um, I, I wouldn't call it a forearm shiver because it definitely was not. But uh, the slight push, Ishbia flops, and then here we go. What I don't understand is this. The Phoenix player is going for the ball out of bounds and ends up on the ground. The ball ends up in the hands of a spectator. The spectator then corrals the ball with one arm and holds on to the ball. Jokic then runs out of bounds to try to grab the ball from the spectator, get it to the ref, and get the play moving. The sooner the ball gets to the ref, the quicker everybody has to get going. That's a very Jokic thing to do. What I don't understand is why is the spectator holding on to the basketball? That's what I don't get. And then Jokic got a T in the game, and then the next day got slapped with a $25,000 fine, which if I were him, I would absolutely be appealing. If I were to take a layup, right, a wide open take to the basket, I make the layup. The ball comes through the hoop, and I grab the ball and hold it, just like the spectator did in this scenario. I would be given a technical foul, or at least a delay of game warning. Why was that not issued to a fan? Because that's what that's what the person is at that point. I don't care. And Mike Malone said, "I don't know who that fan is." They're like, "We don't know." Who they're like, "No, the fan right there holding the ball." Jokic was asked the same thing. He said, "I don't care who that is. He's a, he's a fan, right? Look at where he's sitting. You're sitting in a courtside seat." Now, some people think because of one of my employers being a different school than what Matt Ishbia went to, that there's some sort of like grand rivalry, and that's why I I am going after this topic on Twitter. No. It's got nothing to do with it. I don't care if that's Jim Harbaugh, Juwan Howard, Ward Manuel, Kim Barnes, Orico, Hutch. It doesn't matter to me who that is. Could be President Santa Ono for all I care. If the ball bounces to you and you are a fan, meaning you are not a coach, You are not a player. If that ball would have bounced to a player on the bench and they would have held it, they more than likely would have given a delay of game warning to the bench. Why is Matt Ishbia holding the ball? And look, I'm a fan of Ishbia. I think he's got a great idea. Right? And one of his grand ideas here is to kind of redo and take the Suns broadcast back in time. And what do I mean by that? Not physically back in time. But being able to get Suns games on a larger audience, putting it in more homes by putting it on network television. So you'd be able to pick it up with your antenna, right? Regular TV. You'd be able to get a Suns game on regular TV. I think that this is something that when we look at the regional sports network and the difficulties that Diamond Sports Group, owners of Bally Sports, are having, this is something that we need to look at across the board. Because if I am 
Diamond Sports. What I want are all of my regional sports networks. I believe there's 16 of them that contain 41 major league properties between Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the National Hockey League. So you have 41 individual properties or 41 individual entities across your different regional sports network properties. Why are we pinching the consumer when what we need to be focusing on is how do we get our station on every possible streaming service? I'm talking Hulu has live sports. Get it on Hulu. If I have an LG smart TV, I should be able to go to the app. I do have an LG smart TV at my house. Brand new. I go on to that and I go to the LG app store. Valley Sports is nowhere to be found. Right? Because if I want to be able to find that, I have to either log in through my cable provider, which I can't do there because they don't have the app. So I have to go online to watch it if I want to watch Valley Sports in my living room. Like it's easier for me in my location right now in Florida to watch Valley Sports right on my phone or on my computer or my tablet. I could do all of that right there. Like Matt Ishbia has got a great idea. I love Matt Ishbia. I think he's brilliant. I think everybody else should be looking at that and going, wait a minute, how do we do the same thing? Make it cheaper for our consumers, but just get it get it in more homes. That's what we're looking to do. I love Matt Ishbia. But in the case of Ishbia versus Jokic, Matty, you got to give the ball up, my man. You're no longer wearing a Spartan uniform. You're not, Coach Izzo's not, not on the clipboard with you anymore. You're not on the bench. You got to give it up. The ball bounces to you, you grab it, you flip it to the nearest ref, and hey, everything continues on. You'll be just fine. Hour two of the huge shows next, Michigan Sports Network.